Um, all right. I'm going to say this is good enough and, and roll with it. And uh, if people don't like it, that's too bad. <laughs> I'll do it a can in post. <laughs> all right, everybody. Time for another installment of the KAAMP. That is the Knox Area Artist Networking Platform. And I'm Thomas Zachary, a.k.a. The Twisted Wrist. Uh, thanks for listening. Today we have a local guest. And uh, please introduce yourself. I'm Jen Lizzie. And I'm an artist. I'm a local artist guest. You. And uh, can, can you tell us what kind of art you make right now? Well, um, right now, well, it's always changing kind of, but right now I do a lot of, mostly I do portraiture and faces are my favorite thing. So um, I do a lot of, most. well, I draw with colored pencil and then I layer that with watercolor. And I find that just really interesting, the, the different effects I can get with it. Um, so, yeah. And I got that right there for you. And which is greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um, that, I like distortion. So this is my friend Shelby. I've noticed you yeah. use a lot of distortion. I, I, a lot of distortion, a lot of freaky stuff, yeah. So uh, colored pencil and watercolor are what mm -hmm. you're working with right now. Right. Is that what you've always worked with? No. Well, basically I've always worked with colored pencil. I always like to draw before um, anything else. I could always draw better than I could paint. But I picked up watercolor, um, I guess a few years ago and I just kept working with it. I liked it a lot. I liked the way it, um, kind of flowed, but you could put less water with it and it wouldn't flow as much. It would be more like kind of watered down acrylic. Mm -hmm. And that's something I like to try too is, um, acrylic, but I haven't done that much. But yeah, watercolor is cool. I like it. I play with a lot of acrylic and mm -hmm. occasionally. I will treat acrylic like watercolor and water uh -huh. the shit out of it. Right, right. But it won't reactivate. What uh, acrylic won't reactivate. Right, right. And, so. and that's and that's why I'm doing it. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm kind of scared to work with acrylic because it doesn't reactivate. You know, once I put it there, it's there. And well, it, in the way that I use it, uh, I sort of use it like a vignette for some of my pieces. Oh, okay. And then I will like layer different colors for uh, contrast purposes. Okay. Behind. Uh, very bright colors. So okay, I'll, I'll use darker colors. Yeah, I've seen some of your art. It's really good. Well, thank you very much. You don't have to compliment my art to be on my show. <laughs> uh, you don't have to tell me. I don't have to compliment your art to be on your show. Right, that's, that's cool. A, that's We're fine. good. I, I just generally try to, <laughs> to steer away from uh, compliments of my stuff when I'm here to compliment your stuff. I'm not worried about it. Okay, that works. Um, so where, where did art start for you uh, in life? Let me think a minute. Well, when I was born... It started then. I mean, um, we're going way back. We're going way back. I'm not going to say how far back. Yeah. I, when I was born, um, I was an only child and I was adopted. So I had no brothers, sisters, no, I had a few friends, but over the years as a child, I didn't really have friends. Um, I had a few close friends, let's say that. So I, art was my friend, basically. Um, it was just what I did to, um, to occupy my time. And I just, um, I always felt really creative, like I just had to be making something all the time. And um, I had a lot of fear growing up, um, and it was a comfort to me. Like, I have this here in case I get scared now, you know, I can draw mm -hmm. <laughs> draw right now. And I might do that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it was just a natural thing to me. It just came very naturally, and I just, um, I guess I just got used to it, and that's what I've always done. So not only is it a creative exercise, it's kind of a... Um it's therapy. A, a comfort blanket and yeah, therapy? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Comfort therapy, whatever you want to call is, it. Yes. Uh, is the process of you creating your art a cathartic experience? Yeah. So you definitely 
find relief in consciously trying to make things? Yes, I do. I definitely do. Because if I didn't make things, you don't want to know. I just, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> I, I think I have an idea because I have similar traits of myself. Good. Yes. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a pressure release. Of yes, sorts. it is. It's a stress release, really. It really is. I agree. Yeah. So what um, what'd you pick up first, medium-wise? Medium-wise, I guess just pencil. Just a graphite pencil? Yeah. One of the most common things everybody yeah, has. Yeah, whatever's around, pencil, pen, whatever. And uh, that that went to colored pencils. I really like colored pencils. And I've been using uh, the Prismacolor pencils since like Good the pencils. 2000s, 2003 maybe. I started using those. Are they, are they the straight pencils or are you doing the watercolor pencils? No, they're just the plain old okay. uh, pencils, colored pencils. And I still have some of the actual pencils from 2003 actually. But you know, those are really soft lead. They break really easily. So they're pretty much broken up. And also I play table drums with them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that will break your Prismacolors right, yeah. faster than anything. <laughs> Tapping on everything on the yeah. table that's, that's within arm's reach. So what, what after that? Um, well, Let's see, can I go in order? Well, if you can't go in order, let's just name them all. Well, I'm not really that organized. Um, I don't know that I can go in order. Well, that's fine. uh, Well, what was the question? Uh, What other mediums have you played with between now and then? Um, Let me see. Not many. Not many? Not many. Mostly I just like to draw. Yeah, anything that will draw a line, uh, I like to work with that. Uh, charcoal. I'm I'm working on charcoal. I'm not really used to how that behaves, if that makes sense, um, because it does. Uh, depending on the type I'm using, it does flake off and smear, and I make a big mess. Because, like I said, I am disorganized. <laughs> um, this was actually, um, I think that was colored pencil and graphite um, underneath the watercolor. Mm. But yeah, um, I just anything that makes a pretty solid line. I like good solid lines. In my art, so yeah. You you do have, um, in, in your style, from what I've seen lately, you really like your black lines. I really do. And yeah. varying line weight. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes, and I'm glad you noticed that. Not a lot of people notice that. Well, you, They you, don't mention it if they do. You frame <laughs> out your uh, subjects and your art really well with, with your use of black and line weight. Okay. Uh, I think that's really entertaining. Good. Yeah, okay. I like Thanks, it a lot. So you've, you've pretty much just found your thing and you've stuck to it, right? Basically, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, mediums go. So has, oh, your, yeah. has your content changed a lot as you've uh, matured? Not at all. That's, that's been even more stable. Like so faces people, and people? Faces and people, emotions, um, expressing emotions through faces, yeah. That's always been my thing. And uh, I guess because I feel emotions so deeply, and I think most people do really, but... Um, I don't know if everyone really expresses that to the extent that they're able, but this is the way that I'm able to express it. So uh, that's how I do it. So pictures work for you better more often than words? Always. Always? Always. I'm not good with words. I can't, I'm not good. I feel like I'm really not good at speaking. I can write okay, but you know, when I draw, the emotion just flows. Hmm. When I try and speak, it's like, I don't know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a bit awkward, but yeah. It's a more concentrated effort. You're more comfortable in the workflow. I am, yeah. So speaking of workflow, what what's your workflow like? Do you sit down, play a certain song, or just, just whatever strikes you at the moment, however your feeling just comes out? Well, I listened to one of your podcasts before. You mentioned workflow. Can you describe what you mean by workflow? Yeah, if, you, if, if there is a certain uh, set of actions or thought process or... Uh, the way you like to craft your environment before you sit down and draw or paint or whatever it is. 
No, I mean I can I can work anywhere, um, but most of the time I'm just in my room. I spend a lot of time at home, just in my room. Uh, I live with my folks, and uh, they're good pe- people. But um, I just kind of just do my own thing. I just stay in my room and you know play some music, maybe. What do you play? Um, if you play it, when you play it. Well, I I like. U2 has always been my favorite band, and I know that's probably cheesy, but it's true. So, uh, but also, I, lately I've been listening to a lot of prog rock and uh, a lot of Yes lately. I really like Yes. That, that's that's a okay in my book. All right, good. All right, <laughs> yeah. we agree on that. Yeah, yeah. a okay in my book. Uh, the last time somebody said that, I asked them if they also listen to Cream. So, do you also listen to Cream? Uh, what's that? Crossroads. That song. Mm, Crossroads? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I just heard that on YouTube. It was amazing. Uh, like the time signature. I couldn't even keep up with it. I couldn't say, what? <laughs> so do you have a, a designated space in your room where you like to draw? Do you have a desk? I have a desk, but I can move anywhere in the room as far as like to the floor or maybe sit on my bed. But that hurts my back. I had back surgery. I think 2017, I herniated two discs in my spine, which was from doing art and sitting like this you can see my <laughs> posture is abominable but um yeah I, I i usually work at my desk because i can easy it's easier to get up and move every now and then i find that helps me um and i have everything around me that i need there and i don't have to move it to wherever all the things within arm's reach you like to tap with your colored pencils mm-hmm. <laughs> my drums <laughs> yeah the drums are there so I think you have a very unique style. Do you have any um, influences that have uh, directly influenced your style? Uh, can, can you can we talk about them? Sure, we can. Awesome. Um, I have two that in mind that I was thinking about. Um, first one is Deanne Arbus, the photographer. Are you familiar with her? Nope, not at all. You it's should. One, be. one of the reasons I like asking that question is you, because I like to learn things. I'll, I'll hook you up with her work. Yes, yeah, she's a, she was a photographer, uh, American photographer. She did a lot of portraits. Uh, in fact, mostly portraits. Um, and I should have brought you some pictures. I didn't know you wouldn't know her, but uh, just street portraits you know street photography um just people as they were at the time she came up to them in the Mm -hmm. street and she just they just sit there and she'd take their picture and it was so real and authentic i really related to that so i like to try and express kind of um that sentiment in my art like when i'm uh just however it is that's how i want to get it across with the emotion included and the expression. So whatever's in front of you is what you want to put down on well, a piece of paper? Base emotionally, yes. <laughs> um, with that said, I can't, I'm not like, I can't, I can't get a good likeness all the time. And yeah. that's where I think the distortion comes in. Because if I can't get a good likeness, I'm like, well, why not just distort this? And maybe no one will know I couldn't get a good likeness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the truth. That's, yeah, it, it, and it works well for you because I think the, the distortion and styles of that you use, <laughs> they're... They seem unique to you and consistent across your work. Good. Okay. So whatever you do, you do it consistently, and, and it's I and, and I enjoy it. Thank you. Okay. And my other um, influence I wanted to tell you about Jenny Savile. You familiar with her? Nope. Are you serious? I am so serious. Well, she's English. Um, she's a younger artist. I think she's in her fifties. Um, she does a lot of just uh, paintings, really large scale, like as big as this whole fucking room. And she will do like a. She's done. A lot of nudes, but they are natural, like f- feminine, like, 
they're the way people actually are. They're not like these perfect, curvy, little skinny figures. They're just people like they are. And I really appreciate and admire that. I mean, like larger people. And she'll just make them so beautiful with like um, all this. I imagine there's texture. I've never seen her work in person, but I imagine she has a really good um, good idea of how to get some texture in there and just the expressions, the, uh, the flesh, the mm -hmm. flesh tones. Just amazing. And what do you pick up out of her work a lot? The reality of it, just the authenticity of how um, how she presents her subjects. Really, it's just honest. It seems straightforward and honest, and I appreciate that, really. So both of these artists that you just mentioned as influences seem to really, uh, based on these descriptions, are very capable artists of taking what they see and putting it out there mm -hmm. in a way that you pick up really well. Yep. The, the, <laughs> the raw emotional content of an image or a person and um, more of the soft physicality of a person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Glad I could articulate that. <laughs> I couldn't. So thank you. <laughs> um, so how, how long have you been arting? Um, well, I'm 44 years old, so I'd say about... 43 years and 364 days. Oh, okay. So we're starting there. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's a literal answer. That's, um, that's about it. Yep. So do you have a figurative answer? Do you remember when you're just like, yeah, this thing, I'm going to draw like the first time you were just like, I'm going to make something. Preschool. Preschool? Yeah. I have paintings from preschool. So like four or five years old? About four. Yeah. Okay. That's My awesome. mom dated these paintings and they're, I think like 1983 or 84. So they're on the fridge? Well, no, they're larger. I did really large paintings as a child, um, but I have them, and they're they're in my room, actually. That's awesome. They're all, also they're in a lot of different colors, which was always a thing of mine too. I use bright colors. I cannot discriminate yeah, I against that. anyone yeah, that cool. uses lots of color or yeah. very intense colors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that entertains me, mm -hmm. so I, I end up doing. Well, that a, lot a lot of emotion comes through color, and I've read some. It's psychological stuff on that, but I couldn't quite pick it up. <laughs> I was like, well, it works. So I know it works, but I don't know psychologically how it well, works. Well, it's, I don't think you need to understand a mechanism to understand how it works. Right. It so does it, work. So I'm going to, I'm going to use it in my art, hmm. but I don't have to know how it works. Yeah. Exactly. And you know how you can make it work for you. So that's the important part. That is it. Um, have, this is, this is normally where I pull out of people like, oh, have you ever sculpted anything? Da, da, da. But, <laughs> but, you know, you got that one covered. Actually, I've done some collage. I'm really interested in collage. Okay. And I have incorporated some of that into my uh, my stuff like this. Um, like I'd put a hand where this, where this hand is drawn. I'd usually do my own photography and uh, kind of cut out, cut and paste, I guess. And that seems to work for me sometimes. So uh, a previous guest, I think episode 17, Summer Fuss, she does a lot of collage, mm -hmm. and, and she she sort of talks about that a little bit in that episode, if you want to go check that out. I think I did check it out, but I don't remember it. I was, there was a, a lot of episodes, and I was thinking, is that a, is that a person or a summer fuss? That's a really cool name. She, she does have a really cool name. She's really also cool. a wonderful person. I like her Good. quite a bit. Um, but yeah, she, she's a talented collage artist, and she does some um, somewhat trippy, um, not like in the essence of psychedelia, but... Uh -huh. um, 
she puts things together and finds resources that you wouldn't normally see in the same piece. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of juxtaposition there that I really enjoy. Good. Okay. Um, so if, if you could, uh, I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah, do so. that. Thank you. Um, so what, what do you like to have in your collage? Is it more, more people, more person stuff, uh, anatomy, that kind of thing? Or do you pull in uh, abstract stuff or inanimate it's objects? It's a good question. Um, Lately, I've used a lot of flowers, actually. Uh, floral stuff and plants and foliage, I guess. Um, besides that, you know, lately I don't... And hands. Faces, I like to draw because I can express the emotion through that. But as far as like the... I guess the more natural stuff, the, the nature stuff, I can't really draw that as well because I haven't drawn it as long, as much. So I kind of like to collage that in. And it stays kind of feminine that way, you know, because I like kind of feminine look to my art. You do. Um, do how, what? What scale do you most often work at? Are you doing like a ten by eleven by fourteen, or do you uh, anything about larger? like nine by twelve? Usually, when I'm just working on something at home, I've had commissions that are like eighteen by twenty four, and those that's probably the largest I work. Um, at least, yeah. But I have some large paper. I mean, really huge paper, but. In order to work on that, I have to unroll it, either clean my floor, which is always a mess and there's no room, or I have to like tape it to the wall somehow and affix it so it just doesn't curl up. Right. And I don't really work that large anyway, so you know I have that paper for standby, kind of. Okay. So are you picky about your paper? Yeah, I like Canson. I got Canson here. The hot press, cold press? I don't know the difference even. Uh, I honestly don't. I just use the Canson and the blue thing here. <laughs> It's got a blue cover, so, you know. Uh, the I, I can't. One of them has a, a finer texture than yeah, the I, other. Yeah, I felt the difference, but I, as far as which one is which, I don't know. Um, I like, let's see. This is cold press. Well, there you go. You there like you. cold press paper. I'll forget that later, too. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter it. because the, the, the sketch pad won't forget. Yeah, it won't. Uh, is, that, is that what you work with all the yeah, time? Yeah, all 100%? the time. I use this pretty much all the time, yeah. I do, I work on, um, is it pronounced Groombacher? I have no idea. You you don't know? If I, um, there's a lot of things I don't know. <laughs> I, I say I know a little about a lot, and that means I also know <laughs> not much about a lot of things. No, it's fine. I don't know anything about anything. But yeah, Grumbacher or Grumbacher, whatever that is. I picked some of that up at Jerry's Artorama. And shout that, out Jerry's. Jerry's. I shop yes. there. Yeah, I love Jerry's, and that w- that worked out pretty good. I like that paper, so I might I might start using that some more. So, do you stick to Prismacolor uh, color pencils exclusively, or do you no. use other brands? Well, I just I just found out actually that the Faber Castell pencils. Am I pronouncing that right? I guess. And I, who cares? Awesome, but they right? work. They work great, and they're not quite. The lead is not quite as soft as the Prismacolors, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with table drumming. But with the <laughs> with the the stuff I draw. Like, I can get a really dark line, but I don't lose much of the point at right. the same time, so that works for me good. Um, I have a set of the uh, Landscape Color Palette watercolor pencils, and I like okay. those a lot. I never really... I have some, uh, what are they called, the Ink Tense, mm-hmm. the Derwent Ink Tense watercolor, or whatever those are, but I don't really know how to use them, because I just never experimented I just, that much. I color with them, or shade with them, you know, put color where I need it, like a regular color pencil. And then if I want to soften it up or move it around, I'll just paint over it with a, a water brush. Okay, that's what I've tried, but do you notice that when you do that, the lines kind of stay visible? That's, uh, 
it depends on how hard you go with the lead in the first place, like uh, how uh-huh. how heavy handed you are. Right. Okay. So, well, I guess I didn't experiment to that extent. So that's but. with my hand. That's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that that's how it works for me. Okay. You know, your hand is different, so it might. Yeah. Work well, who knows? I'll have to I'll have to try those more. I have. I mean, try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So you uh, use a lot of gradients and shading and uh, color transitions in your work. How mm-hmm. do you do? You achieve that in any particular way, or do you just uh, lay them in there the way you want to? Can you be more specific with the question? Um, do you use a tool to shade? Oh, like a blender? Or? Yeah. No, no. I just uh, so it's all with the pencil. It's uh, as far as this one. Yeah, that was like in here. That was all with just different lightness and darkness of the pencil I do one thing I do with graphite anyway is I change pencils so I don't make an indentation on the page you know with a lighter pencil and that that works better but when I do use the darker pencils and stuff I'm so messy I tend to smear everything but then I can work with that you know because I can work I smeared it here well I'll just make a flower there or something you know (laughs) the 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 harder pencils if they um, if they crack or chip or anything, and then you've got little pieces of graphite laying around your laying around your piece, and then you swap your hand across it, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden, there's, <laughs> there's this. How many times have I done that? Yeah, I, I don't know how many times. I feel like uh, if you use pencils or, or harder graphite objects in the in any format, you're going to run across. Yeah, it. I use a, a, a dry paintbrush to get that stuff off the page because I find that my hand just smears it. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> um, one, one of the things that I found in my experience is those um, the three fingered gloves. I have some of those. Yeah. yeah I'm, I don't, really good. I don't use it often, but when I'm, I know I'm going to be working on a piece that's uh, pencil or charcoal uh-huh. heavy, I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, but my my gloves are dirty. They got charcoal on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem there. Well, then, then it's just a shading tool at that. Yeah, point. it's a shading tool, but yeah. I got I got to launder those at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> you got dirty art gloves. Launder those. Um, that, that, I use I use those maybe once a month. I don't. I use I, them pretty often actually. They come in handy. I just I need to wash them. You really. Well, luckily, there's such a small piece of fabric. <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and wash those. <laughs> so, uh, how, how would you describe your body of work? Mm. The, the things you've been making, let's say, the last three years. How would I describe it? Yeah, the adjectives. What, what adjectives would you use? I'm thinking. Just I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gone. I'm still here. I'm just thinking. Let's Good, because the listeners need to know that. No, well, I'm just. just <laughs> She's wandered off across no, the room I'm in search serious. of adjectives. I'm, I think colorful for one thing, just simply colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully straightforward, emotional. Um, still thinking. Would you use the word surreal in any capacity? I would. Yeah, surreal, but I wouldn't use it every time. Um. Maybe expressionism? Maybe. I mean, you are conveying uh, literally expressions a lot of the time. Yeah, but I, I'm talking about like the, uh, well, what am I talking about? Let me think a minute. Seriously, I'm like, um, this is the style of expressionism as a, a, an art style I really enjoy. I don't know if that's my style, but I might apply that to what I do. And I might not. I don't know if I know enough about it, but... Well, what what words are you comfortable using then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. I gotta think. I'm gonna think the rest of the time. <laughs> well, I, so 
I don't know. Can I say I don't know? Like, yeah, you can definitely say you don't, I don't know. know. That's fine. Yeah, you, you know, when, when it comes to that point, I'm just like, it's my style. I, you know, I, it's my art. That's how it looks. It's it's uh, me. That's usually how I. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like I said, I'm not good in words. If you want me to draw that an answer to that, I can probably do. Oh, it. if you want to draw an answer to that, I will totally be game to I'll see what that I'll email it to you later. Is. Yeah, right, but I don't. Works. I don't know how to explain it in words. It's weird. I don't know. Well, words often fail people when pictures work really well. I know. Which is great to tell people over an audio format program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I can't show you, can't show you anything right now, but yeah. Well, there will, there will be uh, social media posts that accompany this episode that Good. we can uh, that we can great. Uh, okay. uh, graphically show people things <laughs> about what we're talking about okay, if, if we so choose. So that's great. We have that avenue of expression great. along with the audio format. Okay. Um, are there things that you've yet to work on, uh, that you would just love to do? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I've been working, well, not working. I've been thinking more than working about maybe self-publishing a coloring book. And, um, I don't know if I want to do a coloring book as much as I want to do like a story and incorporate Those can some, be the same thing. Well, yeah, but some... Like a, a real story. I'm writing poetry, something, and just intertwine all this stuff in it. So that's going to take me some time to think about. Also, I'm working on a series, and I haven't really started it yet, but I want to do a medical series of uh, portraits of people with injuries and, like, with certain illnesses. And I have friends who send me, uh, with I had their permission to draw them, uh, their portraits um, that they send me, their selfies. Because, you know, when you get a bloody nose, you're like, i got to take a selfie. Sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm like that. I don't know if anyone else is. but my. If, uh, if I'd had a cell phone last time I injured myself, <laughs> uh, I, I broke my toe. Oh. The, the last time I really hurt myself, I broke a toe. You don't and have any pictures? I didn't have a phone at the time. Oh, shit. I don't this know. is before I had a cell phone. Okay. Well. So... You know, I just have this memory burnt into the back of if my head. If you hurt yourself, you gotta you gotta hit me up. Yeah. Just just for you. Yeah. yeah, I will I will take pictures of my misfortune. Just no, for you. I really that's what I'm gonna work on because that, that's real. You know, that's authentic. That's something that happens to people. Well, I'm not gonna say next time I cut myself at work. You don't have to. Well, don't it, say it's, it's gonna happen because well, I know. Like here, they're in my work knives. So oh I'm, I'm, I'm still in my work clothes, everybody. Uh, oh. Yeah. So there's that. Um, my, like I said, my day was a cluster, so my knives are still in my pocket. Um, Can I ask what kind of knives those are? Yeah. Those German knives by any chance? Uh, I used to sell knives. Those look pretty cool. Can we talk about that? Sell, selling knives? I worked at Star Sales, yeah. See uh, those are uh, Alpha and Avery Dennison knives. Oh, these knives. are nice. They are retractable utility blades. Cool. I don't want to take up all our time talking about that, no, but I did want to check those out. We're, look, yeah, we're I sold them for, um, for a living. I did that for okay. a while. So, no, it was legal. Everything's good. I, w I don't care if it's <laughs> okay. I don't give a shit. Well, uh, I didn't know what you meant, you know, but just so we know. Um, no, yeah, these, these are knives uh, specific. Well, I wouldn't say specific to, but um, sign making and uh, vinyl application. That's, okay. that's the industry that I work in. Okay. And these are run-of-the-mill knives for that type of work okay good so uh one is a 30 degree tip mm -hmm. and the other That's one nice. is a 58 degree i think oh. and they're both stainless steel like oh, nine okay. section um so, uh, uh, utility so blades that okay. you can just you know snap off. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's normal. I use both of those knives every day, uh, five four to five days a week. Good. Okay. Um, Good knives. 
Yeah, they are good knives. Uh, Olfa, O-L-F-A, is a Japanese mm-hmm. company that makes the utility blades for them and blades for all sorts of other cutting applications. Okay. And uh, I very much enjoy using these blades as far as like an interaction Do with the knife. Do you use this in your art at all? Like to um, cut anything collage or? Uh, it, I use them more for utility when, okay, so if I 3D print something, uh-huh. um, and I'm gonna, I need a, a, a prepped surface or to clean mm-hmm. it up in general, right. I'll cut imperfections off of there with it because they're super sharp and you know, you can leave a really nice clean surface mm-hmm. as, as a cut with them. And yeah. then, uh, beyond that, uh, I use just a regular X-Acto with X-Acto blades for all of my like detail yeah, cutting. Yeah, I use X-Acto knives too. If I'm doing, uh, stencil work or anything with, uh, you know, masking tape or blue tape or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I'll cut that all with a, yeah. a, a regular, I think, what, number 11 X-Acto blade or number 9. Just the normal 60-degree blade tip that everybody is mm-hmm. familiar with. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to interview you more. No, so. no that's fine. That's um, so, how do you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, it's like it turned around yeah, and I was, we, I was we, interviewing We you. are both <laughs> sitting an equal distance away from this microphone. How do you feel? <laughs> well, let me lay down on this couch. Um, <laughs> Tell me your life story. <laughs> I feel like I've, you could piece it together if you listen to enough episodes, <laughs> especially the last one. Um, but yeah, the knives, and I'm still in my work clothes. Normally, mm-hmm. I try not to stay in my work clothes, but... It's, I don't mind. Today Just is so what you know, it is. I don't mind. We're good. Well, I'm wearing a black shirt. I hope you're not offended. <laughs> I'm not offended. Because you're wearing a black shirt. I am. Black pants, too. Is that a Hieronymus Bosch painting on your shirt? Um, I what, think what it's is Da Vinci. That? This is uh, Madonna of the Rocks. Well, there we go. Isn't that Da Vinci? No, I know. I, I, I just saw it on I've Am- seen it Amazon. Before, but I, I saw it on Amazon, and I was like, I got to get that click, and it was mine. So, well, <laughs> and that's Amazon. I, for I, you. Saw, <laughs> I saw distorted faces and the wrinkles and a really dark yeah. background with some water or something. Yeah, so well, I was I, like, oh. I like to call this Madonna on the rocks, and I don't know if that's nice, but she's it's like a drink almost. It does sound like a drink. It does sound like rocks. a drink, but yeah, it's Madonna of the rocks, All as right. far as I know. That's why we're going da with Da Vinci. The rest of it be damned. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Where are we? All right, great. Um, <laughs> we were talking about knives. You used to sell knives for Yeah, and then we were talking about some art. Body of work. Body of work, yeah. Yeah, body of work. I and think I didn't know what to say. Well, I was talking about stylistic um, adjectives for that. Yeah, and I didn't know what to say. You, oh, medical portraits. Oh, yeah. Uh, well. Glad we got that back around. Medical, <laughs> medical portraits. Next time yeah. I hurt myself, I'm sending you a picture. Yeah, and there, that's where we were at. So, let's see. So, can, are you willing to disclose what kind of uh, afflictions, conditions, injuries oh, people have sent to you? Yeah. Well, without naming any names right, or being specific, yes. No I HIPAA have, violations on right, this show. HIPAA violations. I know that too well. <laughs> Um, so, I have a lot of black eyes, bloody noses. I have one really interesting um, selfie from this woman who had COVID, and she lost all her hair. And she's That'll just do. got this beautiful bald selfie, and it's just absolutely beautiful. So, I want to really do a nice portrait of her. Um, what else? Shingles. I had shingles. I did a selfie of myself. See, I still got it on my eye right there. You can kind of see it. It was in my eye. In your eye? Like in on the inside my, of your eyelids? Yes, that's that's wow. one place where you can get shingles. So I took some selfies of that. I'm doing a portrait, self-portrait how, of that. How painful was that? On a scale of 1 to 10, it was like a 20. 
<laughs> I believe it. I really believe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it was I, bad. I know people firsthand that have had shingles and they're just like, That's oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, you don't want that. So if you just told me you had it inside your eyelids. Well, it was in, it was on my eye, but it kind of went in my eye. It didn't do much damage, if any. I'm, that eye's blurry now, so I'm going to have to get that checked. And, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's an iffy thing. Like, shingles are not good. You don't want no, shingles. No, no, no. I would much rather have the chicken pox to begin with. Yeah. Um, which I did. So, what, uh, <laughs> Are there any other conditions that you're interested in drawing? Um, you mean is it, physical? Is it, is it more uh, injuries or is it more uh, condition-related things, chronic uh, well, illnesses? Either, either. I mean, just anything that, uh, any situation that can happen to a human being that they can take a selfie of, I guess. So, And I guess that would go for, um, as far as, like... Um, mental anything um if you're if you're crying i love to draw crying people but then that's not really medical it's more emotional it has a physical manifestation yeah it does so there, it i does. mean there's that yeah i think it, it, i always like to draw crying people though <clears throat> what, what is it really... about crying people is it the physical manifestation of emotion that that you like um, because it's, it's an outward thing. Yeah, it's just something like when you can't hold that back and it just comes out and it's just so honest and it's so straightforward. Like, I can't I can't deal with this, so you're going to see my face look like a mess and I'm going to ugly cry, but I'm going to share that with you because I feel that bad. So that's what I Yeah, can you do. can't hide that. No, just the pain. Of, people's pain really fascinates me. And I've had a lot of pain, but, you know, that's another story. So. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, physical or emotional pain. Well, it could, I, I like to draw either or paint either, really. Do you have any sort of preference? Emotional. I prefer to draw emotional pain. But um, really, with my art, I have to say that I would like to give an uplifting message with the whole thing. Uh, regardless of the pain that I draw, I want to portray... Uh, people as just being human and I want to give a very positive message and one thing that I do want to um, I do want to say is that I'm a I'm a Christian okay so I do believe in God and I do like to give that uplifting kind of you know that uh, put that tone on things that, yeah I mean that's that's something that I believe and it's important to me so I do like to uh, express that and if I can uplift anyone with that fine if people don't want to hear that they don't have to look at my art right well i'll tell you i don't i don't see that in your work uh-huh. but that's not a bad thing it's fine yeah that's uh, fine you know i i can't look at that picture right there well and that's say, not one where i really express this right, right. <laughs> that's that's my friend shelby distorted uh, so yeah. so how do you like to uh how do you like to put that uh positive spin or tone on things um, a lot of times, uh, writing, um, I've done a lot of just journaling over the top of my art. When I think about it, just, I journal stuff and I journal my despair, but I also journal, uh, even Bible verses or just positive things, you know, shit that uplifts people. Cause you know, people need that. Yeah. I think it's really important that people have something positive because everyone is so stressed right now. It's just such a stressful time. It is. Far too easy to stay focused and intensely focused. Especially on the with all the news, the CNN, the Fox. I like blah, blah, blah. All right, look. One thing I really like to bitch about is the 24-hour news cycle. That shit is evil. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So look, if it, if it was Dan Rather giving us the news at 8 o'clock and we had an hour, everybody would get the news and just the news. Like, <laughs> yeah. But now we've got 23 other hours to oh, fill with all the bullshit. I know. Like if we had a, if we had a, a, a normal news cycle I like, know, it's like just, our parents it's had, completely the Kardashians wouldn't matter anymore. I know. It's wrong. It's all wrong. It's messed but up. But I'll get off my soapbox. You're all right. And, uh, and leave it alone. <laughs> but the 24-hour news cycle is terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. I hear you. <laughs> but yeah, I like to I like to stay as positive as I can, even when I feel negative. And, and that that's not hard. I mean, not not easy. It's not always easy to do that. Right. It's hard to do that. Well, and it's a thing. If if that's what if that's how you work those reflexes, it becomes easy for you because that's part of how you express. Yeah, I get more used to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's uh that bit of mental gymnastics it becomes mm-hmm. more familiar. Yeah, it's like a muscle I have to exercise and work, mm-hmm. and I build it up. Yeah. It's, I enjoy the duality. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the, if, if there was no, uh, intense sadness, there would be no overjoy. Right. One, know. one has to, you have to have one mm. to appreciate the other. Exactly. So is that, uh, do you try to show that directly in your work at all? Or is that, uh, just something that you, uh, attach to your work? Can you be more specific? So, so when, when you were saying you, uh, write, things on top oh. of your work like that's a pretty blatant way to put that out there mm-hmm. uh, do you do that in any other ways can you be more specific <laughs> well, i don't get it yet um <laughs> like do i write and then what, what are the ways you attach these uh positive tones to oh. the pictures that you make okay oh well um i don't even know it just <laughs> honestly when i think about it it's like uh, I can get stuff across in writing. Talking is not so good, but like, um, I guess, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> You're going to think about it now next time you sit down. Like, what yeah. am I going to do? I'll email you later with an answer, maybe. All right. If I think of an answer, I really don't know. That's a good question. Well, I hope it comes through. I mean, the, 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 ver- the Bible verses and the, the, the words I might put, if I put words, that could do it, but you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's just, uh, you know, if someone sees my work and they relate to the emotion in it, they'll, they'll say, well, well, I'm not that alone. Maybe right. someone else feels what I do or I just don't feel that alone. So one of, one of the ways I do that, if, if a piece of work of mine has, uh, that as a part of its genesis, I will make sure that somehow I try to include that kernel of an idea or that phrase, that passage in adjacent to the piece. So mm-hmm. I will write, you know, whatever thought crossed my mind that generated this picture or I'll write uh, the source of the inspiration for whatever it is. I'll usually write it on the back or like mm-hmm. stick it on a note or something and put it in the frame. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I try to do that. And it's there's a million ways you can skin that cat. So that's a question mm-hmm. I like to ask when okay. it comes across. Um, it's normally just for me a little handwritten note on the mm-hmm. back or if I mail the piece off it's a, a handwritten note you know in the box uh-huh. so someone gets um, a taste or a scope of the headspace where I was when this idea hit me mm-hmm. so they, they they know the full story as best as I can relate it to them because then they have the text or right. you know a representation of the idea that they can uh, interpret differently in in a different format than the picture. Uh-huh. So that's, okay. that's how I work that sometimes. I don't think I work that way. Uh, I've, it just doesn't, I don't feel familiar, familiarity when I hear you say that, but uh, you know. 
It's okay. You know, no, normally it's just a little, you know, a tiny little paragraph on the back, and it's you, you just know, write a personal note. You mean? Yeah, it's well, it's this is where my head was when yeah. this when this idea struck me. This is yeah. what I was doing. I this guess is, I like to express that through the actual art itself, you know, and and if someone relates to it, that's good. Well, a lot of my stuff is so damn abstract, or or, <laughs> yeah. or you know, it the 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 way I do things in in the psychedelic pinstripey uh-huh. thing that I do sometimes it's hard to pull like concrete concepts yeah out and that's that. okay well, yeah it's good uh, so you know I'll just write a little note on the back like a little that's paragraph fine. it's like hey it guys this is yeah. where my head was you know <laughs> hope you enjoy all that stuff <laughs> and, and then you know that's just more context for the piece yeah and, and I like letting people in on the, the process of creation and not only the finished product oh yeah yeah I, I see your point on that um Occasionally, I do that. Do you ever um, post progress pictures or live stream working on stuff? Or I don't that? tend to live stream. I get really nervous, of course. But um, I do have a Patreon where I do oh, progress. Hey, talk about that. I have a Patreon. <laughs> Lean closer to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, no, so I what, have. A, what's the uh, What's the name? Uh, Jen Lizzie, patreon.com slash Jen Lizzie. And I do a lot of, um, I try to do videos on there where I talk my way through drawings and stuff, but like we've experienced here, I don't talk that fluently, but I do, um, sometimes I just don't talk and I just draw. And that's okay too. Yeah. And I think people get just as much, if not more from that than they do from what I say. Well, I enjoy process videos, whether or not the person's talking. So yeah, it works yeah, either way. I, I, I've been told it works. Both ways are good. So um, yeah, I do that, and I do process pictures of work. I'm just stuff I'm working on. Pictures of my room, the mess I live in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the the space and the headspace are equally important. Yeah, in my opinion. Uh huh. So um, real quick, let's mm-hmm. talk about your social media outlets. Where can people find you? And it's all under Jen Lizzie, right? It's all the same, um, or do Jen you Lizzie. have? Let's see. Facebook is, uh, I don't even know. It's, uh, <laughs> there is, uh, Instagram is Jen Lizzie Artist at Jen Lizzie Artist. And Facebook, I don't even know. Can I email you some of these? Yeah, that's fine. You can tell me. Totally you know, I can't think of them now. That's fine. I don't uh, I I will, the addresses and all that, but. I will, uh, put them in the episode description so people can find them Thank when they you. listen, whenever okay. they listen. Um, yeah, I usually try to have people tell everybody either at the top or the bottom or both of, of have, the conversation. Let's see. I have an Etsy shop, but I, if you ask me the address, I couldn't tell you. It's like art by Jane Lizzie. But I don't know the www. Right. Uh, so. uh, but yeah, I can. if you provide me with those links, I will happily put them in the episode description. Okay. Uh, I try to do that as often as possible. Thank you. Especially, good. Especially for... Um, uh, retail outlets where people can buy mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not just the social media. Shenanigans. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do you have a favorite part of your creative process? Uh, no, I no? like it all. Um, what do you mean by part? Like, a, a yeah, is there, is there, um, a metaphorical brick in this wall that is more sacred to you than others? No, I like it all. I, I, um, I, I think really what I like is the actual creation of, especially the beginning of a face when I think about it. Like, I always start with the nose. I don't know why. You know what? You're not the first person that has told me they start with one specific feature. Yeah, and, and then I work out. from out from that. Yeah. yeah, and I measure everything from that. And I really like that process that just, 
because everyone's proportions are different, but everyone has, for the most part, a nose. So I can start there and then kind of just work my way out. And it's very, very interesting. So when you say measure, what do you mean? With my eyes, just measure what distance with my eyes, like measure like here's the nose and well, this eye is over here, but how far? Well, it's up from this crease to the inside of the eye. So you have a feel for that that I you do. work for. So there's if, no like, uh, you know, I don't this draw is, a, a crosshair okay. in the circle. I don't do all that. I just look at the face and I'm like, well, this is up from this and this is over. And I've looked at enough faces to know that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's where it is. You have, you have, but uh, they're all so different right. and that's, what's great. Does, does the finesse of that ever fail you? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All the time. Tell me about it. It fails me. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to know? Well, when does it fail you most often? Oh, uh, well. What or, or where are the difficulties in that process for you? Um, that's a good question. Um, sometimes I just have off days. You know, I just I'm off. I'm like I can't draw today. I I gotta do something different. But um. You know, a lot of times I think it's when I'm working with ink. Like when I draw with ink, I'm like, oh shit, I just messed that up and I can't erase. <laughs> when you don't have an eraser, right. that's when it's yeah. worse. That's, that's when it that gets you. That just might be an emphasis on I'm using ink, but I right. don't know. I don't know. Well, one of, one of the things that I have to be wary of when, uh-huh. I, when I ink a design or, you know, use more uh, permanent methods is uh, mm-hmm. if I mess up, I have to do it four, six, eight, twelve more times. Do you times. start from the beginning and do it again? Or do you work I, with what you have? Okay, so I hardly ever start over. Mm-hmm. Unless what I fuck up is just so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. So th- there are times where I'm just, you know, like, screw it, threw it out the window, you know. That, that <laughs> yeah. More like when I drop a brush on the canvas and yeah. it's just like, oh shit, now there's this <laughs> yellow stain that goes across yeah. three different segments I'm trying to work mm-hmm. on. But generally, I will try to incorporate my mistake into whatever pattern I'm I working. do that too. And I find that the more I do that, the better I get at it, if that makes sense. Someone back there? No, I okay. thought I saw a raccoon go across the deck over there. I hope you did. That would uh, be cool. Uh, well, I mean, raccoons are awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Go um, on. Sorry. But uh, yeah, if, you drop a brush. If, if, if I drop a brush, I, I get more mad than anything else. I know. But I know that. if uh, if I make an errant mark with my marker or pencil or whatever, I will. If I like it, it's the yeah, it's, and then the do I like it or not? Yeah, it's always a surprise. I all the time I drop pencils on my work, they just roll off the table. They fall on my work, point down every time. Every time. Every time, and I'm and like, then you have a heart attack. Yeah, it <laughs> freaks me out. I mean, do I want to keep it there? Or do I not? And how mad am I actually? How do I want to deal with this? But and you know, depending on how dense of a symmetrical design I'm working with, how many times mm-hmm. do I need to replicate this mistake to right. make it look intentional? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would like to think that um, if I were a musician and I accidentally said, oh, shit, I would say, oh, shit, two more times <laughs> to make it look like I meant yeah. to do it on purpose. I meant to do that. Yeah. yeah sure. exactly. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and that's a verse, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, you and know. that's what I was saying with the distortion. Like sometimes I'll distort things just because I can't make them real. So I'll distort it just to make hopefully make people think, oh, she distorted that on purpose. But I really didn't. I was just not not familiar with what I was trying to do. Well, that's and that's I did it the, wrong. There's a gray area there between there how intentional was that and do I like it? But does that matter? I mean, if if people enjoy the art, I mean that's 
And, and no, and and if you chose to continue with the piece, and you know, you know the flaws on the back mm-hmm. end because you're the <laughs> you created it, so you know every little detail. I did my best. But then you know, <laughs> when some stranger looks at it, does it really matter after that? Yeah, I, I absolutely think it not. does. I, don't, I think if, if people enjoy it, that's the main. Thing. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoy making it, whether I fuck it up or not. So, which is more important for you? Well, yeah, that part is. Yeah, I, that's just it. Comforts me. Art comforts me. Really. So what, um, do you have a favorite part of, um, of creating in general, not specific to your workflow, but when like, uh, cooking, drawing, painting, uh, you know, of the gamut, what do you have a favorite part of, of your creative process? Not specifically related to art, but you know, in the greater scheme of your life. Once again, well, can you be more specific? I don't Um, understand the question. You don't only make art. You create all sorts of things mm-hmm. because you're a human in society. I make music. Well, let's talk about music. Yes. I I like to use, I call it garbage band. It is garage band, but I also call it garbage <laughs> band. I love garbage band. You know, that's a good thing. Um, I just like to mess around with garbage band, garage band shit. So <laughs> I just call it that. Garbage band. Garbage band. From here on out, garbage band. 2013, garbage band. But yeah, I have. Um, I actually have a SoundCloud too. So I have some songs I've made on that, and I like to do that. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, uh, you know, the the I use creative in a really loose term mm-hmm. because, you know, I. It, in my life today, I was creative in the way that I chose to get to the destination where I right. was working. I understand and and that, yeah. so, you know, a loose definition of creative and people find different aspects of that in their day that they enjoy. I see more what you're saying now. So your question is, it's, it's a, it's a broader sense. Like it's similar to the workflow question, but it's a broader general sense about your life. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to say, I don't know. That's fine. Because I don't want to answer wrong. and you there, know, there, Who said there's a wrong answer? I did. Okay. I said I don't want to answer wrong. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get it uh, not faithful to me. Okay. So I just want to hold like off that. on that one. Uh, well, what's your creative process like for your music? Are you just like drumming on the stuff on your art desk with a microphone? Or? <laughs> it's the pencils. It's the Prismacolor pencils. Yeah, no. Um, uh, well, I took piano lessons when I was a kid. Um my mom started me in piano when I was five years old. It's pretty young. It is young, but I enjoyed it. And I I quit when I was, I think, 14. So it was at nine years. So I know, I never learned to read music, but what I like is to just kind of imagine what I'm hearing. And I can put it on garbage bin, sorry, garage bin, in the spaces they provide you to put the notes. I can kind of fit stuff in there visually as far as what I'm hearing. And that process I really like, and I like the piano sound, guitars. I really like the bass, and you know I'd love to play drums just so I could hit something and make <laughs> a really aesthetic, passionate noise, but just not damage anything, you know? Yeah. So, do you uh, physically play any instruments other than uh, other than piano? Just the pencils. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Prismacolors on the desk. You know? so, so that's it. You play Prismacolor pencils and a piano. All right. No. Yeah, so so there was there was never piano. Any, just piano. Yeah. So there was never any piano, guitar. Never. Well, I played guitar for a while, but I was just really bad at it. I mean, I didn't really take it seriously either. It was just like a. I was 15, and it was a fad with me. I think. Okay. You know, but a piano I took pretty seriously, really. So I can play it by ear. Okay. 
And that amazes me because I, I'm in no way musically inclined. Really? Yeah. I would have thought you were. Oh, I wish. Trust me. I, I do wish. And okay. I have a lot of musically inclined friends that I will go to bat for at any given day. But yeah. like, I, I, music and me, I'm, I'm best at appreciating it. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy music and there, I do have goals of learning to play instruments at some point. Mm-hmm. I just have not put a ton of energy into them because right. I, I, I I enjoy pulling the things out of my brain and turning them into pictures. Yeah, that's I good. I like decorating then, then space. Then focus on that, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that I like, I don't know where this quote came from, but uh, artists decorate space and musicians decorate time. And I, I love that. Who said that? I have no idea. I saw it on the internet and I've never been able to forget it. It lives in my brain rent-free. Damn it. Now I'm like, i got to write that down. What did it say it again? Uh... Music decorates time and art decorates space. That's really good. Yeah, I love it. Like I said, it's, email me that because I will forget it. It's but, lived you know, in my brain just, for years. That's really good. That's beautiful, actually. And I've looked at my friends and be like, "Hey, man, you gonna decorate some time today?" And they just look at me like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about?" They're like, "No, yeah. you gotta make music." And like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, that's right. really good. I had never uh, heard that. Like I said, it, it's lived in my head rent-free for I don't know how many years now. And I'll, <laughs> I'll never fine. forget it. Probably I'll some never... shit that I say on my deathbed and people are like, <laughs> he's about to die. He's delirious. Nobody knows what he's saying. I will know. Well, they'll know. They'll know. They have clear, clear interpretation of this message now. Yeah. So are there, uh, think, no, it's not a raccoon. It's a cat. Is it a cat out <laughs> It there? is a cat. There's a cat out there. Yeah. Listen, everybody, there's a cat, not a raccoon. Let me tell you how I'm not disappointed. That's, I hear that cat every night. It's so loud. It's someone goes, meow. I hear coyotes too, but, you know, that's Yeah, cool. you got, there's, there's I a don't touch know if of they ever fight, you know. I bet that cat would kick a coyote's ass. That, was it the gray cat? <laughs> yes, it's a gray cat. Oh, it is? I hate that cat. It's so loud at night. Well, what do you do about it? Do you just like, I ignore it? it. I mean, it's just outside my window, meow, you know. You never open your window and just yell at it? Well, what's the point? I'm, I'm trying to sleep. No. I'm, it would feel good to yell at a cat. I yell at my cat. Everybody, I yell at my cat. And I don't it feels have a, good. But that's not my cat. I don't want to yell at Who cares? Some stranger's cat. <laughs> or some cat that doesn't even... I think it's a feral even, cat. It might be. Maybe it needs cat. a good yelling at. Not, I don't even see him, but yeah. You don't have to be like, you know, talk down to the cat. Well, I don't want to insult him for sure. You don't have to insult him. Just tell him to shut the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep. That's an insult right there. Is it? I think so. To really? The cat. Yeah, well, to the cat, it might be. Might? You sounded so definite just like five seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> I will tell an animal to shut up. I ain't scared. Well, yeah, but... Not that they will listen or even but understand. But that cat is pretty noisy at night. I hear it out there, and I've seen it, too. In fact, you know when we had that uh, lunar eclipse a while back? I was trying to All video that. All the animals that. got loud. I, yeah, but he turned on the, the motion sensor light on the neighbor's porch while I was videoing <laughs> that eclipse. I was so pissed. That's the same cat, I'm sure. Why don't you... <laughs> that cat needs a good cussing. Well, I'll do it later. All right, that'll work. <laughs> Here we go, both with the microphone and a stand out here to go cuss at a cat. Yeah. Um, so, are there things you have uh, yet to express? Uh, let's let's exclude the mm-hmm. the medical uh, art you wish to do. Are there okay. other Are there other things you wish to uh, put out there into the world artistically? Or are you pretty happy working with the faces and the emotions that you're running with right now? I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, pretty happy. I think it will evolve. I mean, as I as I do art, it just naturally evolves and changes. But um, I'm pretty content where I am. 
Um, it seems like my art has evolved from like more kind of whimsical stuff to more trying to be realistic stuff. And I'm not really a realist, so I don't know if that's working for me, but um, I don't know. It just has to go where it goes, you know? I know that feeling. Yeah. Because I try not to steer it too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, it evolves as it evolves, yeah. but, you know, it's 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 hard for me to not try and force it to go like, I want to do this, so I'm going to draw it this way or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Do, um, do you ever try to work outside of your style? Do you ever, yeah. Okay. And it doesn't go well a lot. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it doesn't. And that's why I do it, really, because it's a good exercise just to get outside my style and kind of experiment with other things. Yeah. Good. I'm, gl I'm glad you put yourself in that uncomfortable position. Well, I'm uncomfortable now. And, that's, you know, <laughs> just, just to put yourself in something that's uncomfortable is not bad. Well, that's why I draw figure drawing, because I'm terrible at drawing people. Really? Yeah. I'm absolutely trash at drawing people. I don't draw figures that good either, but I draw them a lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. The, but the human form is uh, suspiciously absent from well, a lot it's, of Well, it's a complex thing. I mean, the human body is very complex, and the anatomy is just so... It's, like, similar on people, but it's different, and it's, like, how... Especially hands. You have trouble with hands? That's why I stop at the wrist <laughs> and the ankle. I stop at the shoulder, oh, and I, like, draw got, flowers or You've something. got me figured out. <laughs> yep, no, that's yeah, what that's I do. That's it. You, that's, that's, yeah, that's if there's right something there. I can't draw, I really just kind of put something else there or leave it off, Like, which is why there's a lot of arms missing from my paintings. Uh, you'll see me, uh, <laughs> I will do like uh, the profile of the thumb and the profile mm -hmm. on the, 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 yeah. the edge of the hand, and yeah. then it's just nothing. Yeah, so it's, that's hard though. The fingers are really, I mean, they're, they're just so... I like to imply that there's a hand. Implications are yes. good. I, I always say, you know, you want me to just indicate that's there? Yeah, we'll just make an indication of yeah. that. And, and, you know, I like to draw the top of the foot and the curvature yeah. of the back of the heel. <laughs> and you know what? Drawing toes and fingers for the birds as far as I'm concerned. Well, I like drawing feet because I'm better at that for whatever reason than drawing hands. But I think really because hard. the proportions of feet are less digital. Yeah, there's there's the toes are shorter maybe, mm. but uh, like there's more of a form to the foot, more of a solid right. form. But the fingers are so strange. They, they can do stuff that they, toes can't do. They look do. different like this looks so much different than this and yeah. like every every way you oh. turn it it's weird. It's yeah. Hands are hard. Hands are hard. Shelf. Feet are hard. I stop at wrists and, and ankles and that's how I get around that. I, oh. I imply appendages and, and digits and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah and that's good. So are there um, are there other aspects of the human form that really give you fits? Eyeballs, lips, noses like are there are there Pieces shoulders. Shoulders? Really, arms. Arms are a problem for me. I don't know why. I guess I just need to practice, but, you know, I'm scared to practice them because they look so bad. I'm like, gosh, I can't do this. And really, that's my <clears throat> that's my thing that I, I get. I get angry about arms because I can't draw them. <laughs> no, really, it's frustrating. I believe. I, no, I, trust me. I know. <laughs> I can draw legs, feet, you know, basically anything I can pretty much at least fake drawing it. Yeah. But, and, and I'm good at the face, but the arms and the hands I have real trouble with. So so I, it, I feel like that's one of the things I can do worth a damn. Uh -huh. Like the, the, the profile that goes like from, the, from where the ear attaches to the skull yeah. and the neck and then down yeah. where the shoulder flattens out and then over this, onto this the upper part, arm. Right here, the, sh the rounded part of the shoulder, I cannot get that curve right ever on it's, anyone. It's that area for me and then like under the arm, the rib cage down to the waist area. I feel like I can nail that profile pretty good well, most of the time. you should 
treasure that. <laughs> it's a good thing. Trust me, I try. I can't do that. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. There are some figure drawing pieces that I've done that I'm really proud of and, mm-hmm. and have displayed in public. Yeah. But, you know, that's one out of like 20 that, mm-hmm. that I can knock out and be proud of. Um, so I'm just, I'm really happy about the ones I'm really happy about. Good. And then I'll leave it at that. Right. But, That's you know, funny. I've also got whole sketchbooks that are filled with these drawings. Yeah. So, Same you know, here. three or four of, you know, those <laughs> two sketchbooks. Yeah. 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 And that's about it. That's how that ratio is for me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because I'm still pretty darn happy with the ones I'm happy with. Good. Do you keep a lot of sketchbooks going? Uh, I'll have, I'll have one or two. So if I'm doing life drawing, I'll have one specifically for life drawing. Mm-hmm. But if, so I guess technically the answer to this question is two. Mm-hmm. So I'll have one for just drawing, um, uh, people and the human form and then I'll have another one that's just for whatever bullshit crosses my mind mm-hmm. okay yeah I like to keep a few going so I just like some are just abstract stuff some's just notes I take I take a lot of notes on stuff I want to do in the future uh, like on the medical stuff and coloring books etc I have my the, book right here for that the notepad in my phone is full of like really <laughs> really bad finger sketches <laughs> And yeah. and lots of text entries that are describing an idea that I yeah. draw. But it's important to write that stuff down and just get it down so you can remember it and maybe work with it. Oh, um, and, and it's mind. a lot of the times first thing in the morning when I wake up because mm-hmm. I have a lot of these, um, uh, you know, ideas come to me like when my mind is blank. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I'll have a dream and an image sticks in my head and, mm-hmm. or yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be doing some task you know uh-huh. like load the dishwasher or whatever and, <laughs> yeah, yeah know, and all of a sudden it's there you know, yeah so, you so gotta get it down. i've got to write it down and, you know <laughs> i've got i can draw on my phone and a notepad so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll um i'll do that a lot of my jewelry ideas end up getting jotted down in my notepad first did you just say jewelry yeah you do jewelry is, did you do some, that i did do this that's good Thank i was you. wondering about that uh we, we can talk about it uh okay yeah so a lot of the things a, a lot of my jewelry ends up in a really scribbled chicken scratch looking piece of bullshit in my mm-hmm. notepad. <laughs> and then um, I'll sit down and I'll usually draw them in like a 2D um, front facing profile uh-huh. on like a piece of graph paper so I can scale it out and get okay. my proportions and okay. all that. And then I'll take that, put it in the computer, uh, make it a 3D model, and then I'll print that. Oh, that's neat. Okay. And then I'll put stones or... Uh, pigmented resins or whatever mm-hmm. in, okay, cool. in the negative spaces of this. Cool. Um, but this piece specific uh-huh. is special to me because this is a collaboration between uh, myself and a friend of mine named Graham. He is uh, Full Grain Designs on mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, okay. He's a he's a leather artist and he's very talented. Is he and, local? Uh, Murfreesboro, Franklin, just oh, okay. south of Nashville. So okay. he's middle of the state. Okay. And I'll get him on the show at some point. And his... Uh, <laughs> His partner, Elena, does mm-hmm. really, really nice ice-dyed um, uh, textiles. Ooh. And I have a piece of her clothing headed to me very, very soon, and I'm super cool. excited about okay, it. Okay, good. Um, but he did the leather piece for the encasement of the 20-millimeter opal coin, uh-huh. and then I designed and 3D printed this wood piece that is the surround, and then sandwiched that around the leather. Oh. And then uh, I sanded it all down and stained it and... All that jazz. So that's that's, that's what you see. That's um, beautiful. I was wondering about that. Was what is what is this this design? Is that like uh, so, it reminds me of a spider? So it wasn't 
if all right, Bill, break down the thing I'm wearing around my neck. Okay, um, no, do it. The, the design itself, it was inspired by the Great Wave painting, you know, the classical Japanese Great mm-hmm. Wave painting. And not, you, like, it, you can't see that that's a direct influence. Mm-hmm. But the thing that really got me the most uh, that I wanted to carry over into the look of this piece was the cascading elements. Mm-hmm. Because in that painting, I think there are three distinct waves, maybe a fourth little minor wave somewhere. But I have these three cascading elements all tied together by this one incomplete arc. And if you look at it on the side, it's skinny at the top and fat on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And the same with all uh, six of those elements. So they're wider at the base than they are at the tip, Mm -hmm. just like the wave. Yeah. And then these are cascading on top of each other like that wave. That's fascinating. Because if I looked at that, which I did, I would never think that. But I would probably feel it. Yeah, I kind of like feel that from it, you know. It, it's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, I, I do Goodness wear it sir. quite often, and I'm very proud of it. Good. Uh, if somebody offers me the right amount of money for it, I'll be sad to let it go. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. But uh, I don't. No, it's really good. I like it. I um, make uh, jewelry specifically because I, I've said this before. Uh, I can't trust people to make the things I want to see, so right. I make them. Right. So why can't you trust them? What do you mean by that? They don't know what's going on inside my head. That's what I was wondering. I feel that too. I can, I can tell, I can put to words exactly what I see in my mind, Uh but that doesn't guarantee that those words are going to put the exact same picture in your head. Mm -hmm. So I, (coughs) I can't trust other people to read my mind to know what I want to see. That's a good point. That's a really good point. So I make the stuff I want to see, things I've never seen before. Um, like with my pinstripey stuff, for example, if you were to look at like traditionally, uh, executed automotive pinstriping, you would see elements of that in my artwork, mm-hmm. but that is not the only influence of that artwork. It is just, uh, an inspiration for material workflow and like 60% of the aesthetic. Because I love cars, I love automotive culture, I love uh, pinstriping as a very niche aesthetic in automotive culture. Uh And I like to use those elements in a way that I distill differently in my creative process. So, you know, I have, you know, I'll be out in public showing my work or whatever, and there'll be, you know, car guys come up and be like, oh man, I get it. Which which (laughs) makes me super happy. Because, I get it. <laughs> because not only do they recognize the influence uh-huh. of the pinstriping yeah. as as an aesthetic, <laughs> yeah. but they also understand the workflow of that. Uh-huh. Because uh, uh, very specific paint, very specific style of brush, mm-hmm. uh, very specific workflow to that aesthetic, period. Mm-hmm. So they know I sat down at my desk and had a long bristled squirrel hair brush, and I used either enamel paint and uh which is the traditional medium for pinstriping enamel paint okay but i use um a very special uh paint that i get from an artist that has uh, worked with some chemists to put this stuff together it's a Mm -hmm. super bright super densely pigmented um acrylic based paint uh called liquid light okay sold by a fellow named rob mack and Mm -hmm. he's from australia and he makes the most amazing or has designed with the help of these chemists that he knows mm-hmm. the most amazing uh, <coughs> fluorescent mm-hmm. paint that I've ever used. Good. And I, I mean, 
Golden is really close. Their uh, fluorescent acrylics is really, yeah. really close. I like golden. But they're not as densely pigmented okay. and have a different viscosity. Then so, this must be some good good stuff. It's the good shit. It's the good shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk say, about right? it. Yeah. It's, it's the good shit. Um, yeah, if you can link me to that or something, tell me more about that in an email or yeah, something. Yeah, we can, we can have a different conversation about yeah. that. But this guy's been working on this paint for a couple of years. <laughs> He's really just started to get it out to people, and mm -hmm. I've been lucky to get a batch or two of it and Good. you know work with him get him get him feedback and whatnot Good. but okay. uh, he's a great dude he makes great paint and i'm privileged to have it and to use it in the way that i do Good. um you know i, I like bright neon stuff and you know mm -hmm. that's not always core to the automotive influences that i pull <laughs> yeah so you know seeing people that are like hardcore muscle car guys that you know have a 69 monte carlo or whatever just like dude it makes me really happy because they see that even though it's distilled through my hand uh -huh. and um a, a lot of that influence is there but mm -hmm. it's not all of it right a lot of it is um the the remainder of it is more like um my influences from surrealism and psychedelia and shape mm -hmm. and form and flow mm -hmm. and, and and those aspects of yeah. of the uh, the meditative process that is creating some of this work. Uh -huh. And I, re I really enjoy when I can sit down and work on a piece for like four hours uh -huh. and I look up and it's like, I, I have a headache and I need to go drink water and, mm -hmm. yeah. and you know, I, it's time to eat, dude. You're yeah, I've been there too. That's a good thing though. Yeah. It's, I'll get lost in it and it feels really good. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, it's to the point now where I'm so comfortable in this workflow. It's hard for me to sit down and not get into that headspace. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It's it's nice. I, I enjoy it. It's great. Part of that cathartic expressive experience yeah, for me. Yeah, cathartic is good. Mm. So, do you have like uh, a, a primo example of a good creative day for you? Like, what's a good art day for you? Actually, to just if I get started on something and I don't stop until I realize I am actually here and I'm really here where I am, and I remember well. I started this 12 hours ago. Like you were saying, you know, you just get involved in it and it, it just flows and mm. just, you know, um, yeah, if I don't know where I am and I just forget everything in the world that's going on for Laser just focus. a little while. Yeah. yeah. And I, and, and even more, if I come up with something that's, that I'm satisfied with from that, yeah, that's it. So that's a good creative day? Well, yeah. 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 Uh, I like asking, uh, there, there are a couple questions in this ordeal that I like asking people and, and everybody's creativity manifests in different ways. So that's yeah. kind of why I asked the workflow question and yeah. the inspiration question. And then everybody goes about their creative expression in a different way, mm -hmm. how they conduct they their day yeah. outside of the workflow. Like the workflow is more of a pointed question. And like you've sat down to do the thing. What is that the, is my day though. I sit down every day to do this. I draw, I paint every day. That is my day because I'm always by myself in my room and that keeps me going. So oh, that sounds like a great creative day to me. Well, every day is pretty much like that. Yeah. And you sound super lucky right now. I feel blessed. There definitely. you go. That, yeah. that, that is a privilege. Yeah. Indeed. I, I, I like the word privilege in, in, in the way that it allows you to recognize those things mm -hmm. uh, that, that are good for you or yeah. the process that is helpful for you. Yeah. So another question I like to ask people 
uh, is mm-hmm. what's it like being a creative person in Knoxville right now? Because one of the reasons that I do this is so people catch a feel for what it's like, uh, you know, in this segment of society in the town that we live in. I like to give people a lens into what it's like to be a creative person here. If you're not a creative person or you're a different type of creative person. I don't know where. Oh, let's see. Well, I don't really, I don't leave my house. So, you know, I don't, how can I answer that? Um, I don't know. Can I just say I don't know? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, well, it, it's not, uh, it's not uh, necessarily an answer that has to uh, involve Knoxville society right. in any capacity greater than this is geographically where you're at. Um, so what is the question? What's it like being a creative person here in Knoxville? Um, in my room, it's nice. <laughs> uh, it's, it's con- I'm content. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm doing with myself as far as creatively, and I don't talk to many people during the day. So I must say I really appreciate you just talking to me now. This is well, more yeah. than I talk to anyone during the day, but yeah. Um, are you more of a, a social person after the sun goes down, or do you have a, a time where you're more social than others? I don't have any social time. No social time? No. It's all creative time? Yeah. From sun up to sundown? Pretty much, yeah. I don't really... Well, sometimes I go out with my friend Aaron, but you know... Well, there's social this, time. This, well, yeah, but that's like a couple hours, maybe once a week. Uh, but that's good. That fits the question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, um, I mean, most of the time I'm just in my room and I'm just making something. I crochet a lot, too. So, But it's, that's like kind of a different thing. It's still a creative output. It's a fiber art thing, but, you know, my, had, my main focus is the paintings and stuff like that. Well, it, it's a, it's an expression of yours, and it's totally valid for definitely, the purpose yeah. of the show. You know. Yeah, yeah. So are, are there things you like to do specific with your fiber arts? Um, or is it just another, uh, I actually made this, this, this piece of whatever this is, I made this, it's a blob, it's a blob of fabric, but yeah, this is like a a coat. It looks like it has sleeves. Well, it's supposed to, it does. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I perceive those as sleeves. (laughs) It does. It's like a, it's a coat or it's a robe or something. It's really warm, but yeah, I made this and, um. It's very colorful. Yeah, definitely. I like the color. I always, I try to incorporate a lot of color in my fiber art, but yeah, this is something I made, so. Well, if you, if you dig fiber arts, uh, uh-huh. Bailey Arith was a guest of mine. She's from Maryland. I saw that too. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. She, uh, she and I had a good conversation and I think the only one I've done over Zoom, well, maybe one oh, or two. Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah, she, she's a very talented fiber artist and mm-hmm. she's been doing some crazy stuff lately with, uh, with found objects and like twigs and stuff. Oh, great. Really okay. She's been, uh, uh, doing some art around rocks and sticks and stuff and it's really cool and I like it a lot. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really neat. I'll turn you on her. Yeah, definitely. Hook me up with her. Um, I'd like to talk to her. Let's let's see what else. So, uh, Knoxville, uh, do you find any inspiration from the nature around you by chance? If we're going to talk about geographic stuff, um, aside from the colors, not really, because like I said, I stay in most of the time. I'm just in my room, um, just making stuff. So I'm not outside a lot. Well, what natural colors really pop to you? Uh, the ones that aren't natural, I guess. Like the, well, they're all natural, I guess, but you know, the autumn. Autumn? That just comes the from the autumn. The earthy colors? Yeah, autumn's my favorite season, and I really like the yellows. 
You get a lot of really rich yellows. Yeah, you do. But, um, you know, I'm just not out that much. I'm not in nature that much. And that's just me. I don't really like to be outside. I I prefer to be inside where I can make stuff. So you're an inside person? Yeah. 100%? Yeah. (laughs) You got really excited about that. Yeah, I'm an inside person. Yeah. Uh, I'm a good mix. I I grew up, you know, um, way off in the Upper East uh, corner of the state. So outside is normal uh-huh. in, in my books. Uh-huh. So I, I pull a lot of inspiration from nature, but not so uh-huh. much like directly East Tennessee nature. Right. Okay. But, uh, you know, uh, generally considered the place where we both call home around here uh-huh. is, is a, is a gorgeous place. So I like yeah, it, is. it really is. Um, yeah, it's, I like the history of it too. Do you have any, uh, uh okay. So, the yellows you really like. Are there any specific trees or bushes or anything you like to get these yellows from? Oh heck, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> that tree out there—if it was—if it was daylight, you could see it turns really yellow. I think it's a maple. Maples, they, yes, maples do. That turn might a be really a maple out there. Brilliant, it's really like a beautiful rod. tree. Um, I don't know. I guess it's a maple. It just turns really bright yellow. I always love that tree. So there's there's a maple tree in a neighborhood across uh western from where i uh-huh. live and it's on the corner of this property next to the four-way stop at this intersection uh-huh. and it's the stereotypical big trunk <laughs> and yeah. then almost perfectly round bit of uh you know foliage on uh-huh. top of it and it just dumps leaves <laughs> in, in the fall and they're all that really nice like golden rod earthy mm-hmm. yellow right and then they turn more of an orange and then go to a, a, a really like reddish brown. Mm-hmm. But when that thing starts dropping leaves, the grass is carpeted with this color mm-hmm. and it's so gorgeous. It's that yeah. stereotypical Thomas Kincaid bullshit. Oh, that's okay though. That's, that's, that that's was my good. next statement. I love it so it's much. Okay. Uh, it's, I will drive by that piece of property and that house <laughs> and that tree just <laughs> to look take at pictures that tree. of it and kind of get inspiration from the photos or anything. I don't, take pictures of a whole lot for uh-huh, okay. reference okay but um sea creatures really interest me mm-hmm. in uh like especially if they're deep sea creatures mm-hmm. like if they're translucent or bioluminescent oh yeah uh yeah. that those colors and those patterns and those like um arrangements of mm-hmm. uh of gradients because mm-hmm. you know even translucent jellyfish aren't totally clear so yeah. you know where where those layers of tissue line up and how how they make uh gradients of of white and oh, gray that's fascinating those those like really, the anatomy of those um <clears throat> creatures the way they you say they line up well it's so sometimes it, like the layers line up and they well how they since they're super soft you know you uh-huh. look at them and they'll fold onto themselves yeah or, the, the or, movement yeah are you do you are you good at capturing movement in a still portrait I am when I draw aquatic creatures. Okay, good. Uh, I, good. I, I like drawing jellyfish a lot. So mm-hmm. if, if uh, you know, I, I like to draw this imaginary creature that floats around in my head called uh-huh. the shroomy fish. Okay. And it's uh, a jellyfish that looks kind of like a mushroom in its form factor. Uh-huh. And it'll have long flowy tentacles. But in general, it will have some sort of gills as if a mushroom has gills. Mm-hmm. And then it'll have a, a stem that has some sort of arrangement about it uh, whether it be like frills or more gills or tentacles or something Th- those are just two form factors in the natural world that in my mind have 
fused together and uh, I like playing with them. What do you have you named this creature? The, it's, it's the shroomy fish. That's his name. That's like, it. And it's, and that's an amorphous idea too, because I've drawn, I've drawn this creature for like the last six or seven years uh-huh. and it is different every time. That's cool. But the, the form factor generally stays the same. Okay. For I the see. most part. Okay. Like, uh, there, there are differences that vary, but it's, um, it's a mushroom that looks like a jellyfish or a jellyfish that looks like a mushroom. And, you know, uh, I, okay. I did a mural last year, I think in June or July, where I did a, an, a eight by 12 wall that had two of them on oh, it. Oh, wow. Where was that? Uh, Middle Tennessee in a town oh, called okay. Waverly. Uh, I've talked about it before. It's, it's the Waverly Walls Art Park. Um, they do three art jams a year and, it's a, it's a big mural park essentially. Okay, cool. So they have uh, walking trails and cinder block walls, and they have mm-hmm. these events where they invite artists from all over the country. And I'm lucky enough to get selected to go do the thing. Good. Okay. Great. Uh, I've, I've been really proud of all the work I've done there, and that's something that's rare for me to say. So good. Um, one of one of the more recent pieces was uh, two shroomy fish. Good. Uh, okay. In, Were in, they both named shroomy fish though? It was just the shroomy fish wall. You don't have specific names. No, for them. because it's it's such an amorphous um, it's, creature. It's a general thing for you, like yeah. It's it's a label specific. for that entity. Okay, I so see. it's it's not because I like to give things certain names. I don't want to. That's get, all I'm I'm on. Right. So. I don't want to get too specific about it because then I would have to get into some naming nomenclature about you have to do that. this and that. Well, with, the nerdy person I am okay. would be like, this is, and make up some fake Latin name for the scientific name of this particular yeah. shroomy fish. So they're just all shroomy fish and they're all, I've never drawn two that are the same. Oh, it's cool. just, just, uh, you know, you know it when you see it kind of thing, but they're all different. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you know, a, a Ford is a Ford because it says Ford on the front <laughs> and then everything else is different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So that's, that's how that idea works in my head. Cool. But okay. It's, it's also one of those things as, uh, content that is just super comfortable for me to draw uh-huh. because there's no set way for it to present itself. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's it's just this amorphous natural thing that you know is what it is when you look at it, mm-hmm. but it can look a million different ways. That's fascinating. Like I had a I had a guy when I was painting the thing from way over my shoulder. He had to be like sixty feet away. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, man, that looks like one of them jellyfish." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "What else do you think about it? It looks like it ate a mushroom." I'm like, <laughs> yes. Bingo. So I was like, dude, you got it. Those are the two visual elements I have at play here. Mushrooms yeah. and jellyfish. And you nailed it. I want to see that one time. You need uh, to... Yeah, I'll show you. It's, yes, it's show on, me sometime. It's on my yeah. social medias. It's in there if you want to dig. But, okay. Uh, but it's it's there. Um, and I've drawn, like I said, I've drawn them for six or seven years. I've sold a couple pieces of them. And Good. it's just one of those things that... It's also one of those things that I do when I don't know what else to do. Uh-huh. And, and, it's, and if it's not that, like I'll draw text. You'll like, draw text? Uh, fonts, yeah. Oh, yeah, fonts, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. typography in, um, in a in a way that <coughs> I just enjoy the form factor of language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially in like a street art style. So I always try. Oh, yeah. Okay. I try to like think of things I would like to see on a wall or on a train car or something, uh-huh. you know. Do you ever just do graffiti around Knoxville? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Of course not. Um, no. Allegedly, <laughs> I have. But in general, I don't. Um, I don't really play into the whole uh, macho territorial bullshit right, right, right. about um, about 
uh, graffiti and street art, which is a right. huge part of the culture, and I get it, but the the personality that I have and how I like to express uh-huh. is that is so far removed from all yeah. the bullshit. If that's that, not you, don't even go there. Well, I'm, I will do street style art, yeah. but I'm not going to sit here and be like, "This is my wall. Nobody paint over this yeah, wall." I'll yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. dig. Um, but as far as that subculture goes, I understand it because if you go paint a really hard to get to spot and you're really proud of that piece of work and that you got there and you did it and then somebody comes up and puts some bullshit over your work. Yeah, like that you, would that would hurt me a bit. I get why someone would be upset. Yeah. But I'm not gonna spend energy for that output that I could use to enhance my creative output. Mm-hmm. Like there there are better allocations for that energy. I see. Okay. Opinion. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. I would rather use that to make my art better than to just be pissed off that somebody did something where right. I did something. That makes sense. Okay. I get it. So that's how I fall into line outside of that subculture. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, that's, that's the shenanigans I get to pull. Okay. Uh, if, if I don't know what to do, I'll draw dream. I'll draw fake deep sea creatures and, Write my name. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's good. Yeah, it works out. Um, but but the shroomy fish is that's shroomy just one fish. of those things. It's uh, you know, and I remember when the the idea hit me one day, just like uh-huh. oh, that's what I'm going to call them, and they're going to be there forever. <laughs> and it was just one of those like moments of realization where it just literally smacked me in the face. And uh-huh. I was like, all right, that's it. You know, whatever. It's going to mm-hmm. be it forever. Good. That sounds good. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that <laughs> is what it is. It and, is, and it I is. am comfortable with it. And uh, good, I haven't actually drawn one since I did that mural on the wall, so it might be about time. I think it's about time. Well, I'll take that as a challenge. I dare you. <laughs> yeah, she, she says I dare you, and I almost spit out my drink. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I will. I will take that as a challenge, and I will draw one soon. Yeah, I'd like um, to see one really that but, you draw that you draw recently from our conversation. Yeah. I can do that. Just draw uh, something for me. I, 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 I am heavily inspired by deep sea stuff because it's so foreign. It's, That's so it's scary. It's, you know? It can it's be. It's really scary. It's alien what's down to there. The, what the hell is actually down there? Who knows? I don't give a shit what's actually <laughs> I don't down there. No, it's um, scary. I mean, I do give a shit what's down there because I want it to be happy and healthy and, you know, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, well, it's life, but, but still, that's that's some scary crap down there. Yeah, it really is. But I think it's scariest most because we don't know. That's what's scary. Yeah, the, the unknown is definitely, yeah. Like, I'm not scared of deep sea jellyfish. I am. Because I know they're a jellyfish. Well, but you don't know them personally. Jellyfish, what's your name? <laughs> right. Are you shroomy fish or am I tripping? Yeah. Uh, but I no, mean, it's... it's the, the the sea is one thing that scares me. I don't like to even go in the ocean too far because I got, I got stung by a jellyfish once. It hurt like hell. Yeah. They, yeah. It yeah, really does what, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it really does hurt. It really does. Uh, I stepped on one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. On the beach. Dead. And that really hurt. I thought someone shot me when I got stung by one. I, I believe I that. I thought I had been shot. Yeah. I just didn't hear a shot. So nobody thinking. did the stereotypical like pee on it thing, did they? <clears throat> yeah, the lifeguard. Vinegar works way better. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that next time I don't go in the water. Yeah. I'm not going back in there. Vinegar works vinegar. way better. How am I going to get vinegar when I'm swimming in the ocean? Shit, dude, take it. I don't know. <laughs> Like just in case next just time, case. I'm bringing here's, vinegar. Here's some vinegar, apple cider, or what? what uh, white vinegar. White. Okay. From, from what I've been told. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. Apple cider for taste, I guess. I don't know. Okay. But uh, white vinegar <laughs> is, is the thing I've been told that works <laughs> way better than some stranger's piss. Right. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you got struck by this jellyfish? How old were I? Yeah. I were about. 
12, I think. And that was a very traumatic, informative experience I for thought you. I'd been shot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. I just, I was surprised I didn't hear a, a shot, but yeah, I thought it was like a sharp pain in my leg. I, there was no blood either. It was right. very strange. Like with this amount of pain, surely there's There should blood. be at least some skin hanging off, but there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. I was good. Oh my goodness. Just pain. Right. And has, has that influenced any of your artistic expression? Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Do you, I don't know how to explain it, but yes. Do you think you could draw your face the moment you were stung with a jellyfish? Ha, have you drawn that? I haven't, but I, <laughs> I could try. One of, one of, an extreme expression of pain, very distorted and contorted. No, I know, I don't, I'm, well, first I'd have to wonder what did I look like when that happened? Cause I don't remember, <laughs> what would my expression have been? You know, you think you're shot, what are you gonna look like? Scared to death, I guess. I don't yeah, know. but that's a good idea. Like imaginary um, expressions, what I, what I imagine something is like, what I imagine I looked like, or what I imagine someone felt. That's, that's something I could work with. So thank you for that. You're welcome. All I'm doing is asking questions. Okay. Um, but I would like to see that if you were, if no, you that were would to be, ever that's create interesting. such a thing. That's really interesting. I wonder what I did look like. Uh, I, I pull stuff into my creative process uh, like that because I like to play thought experiments with myself. You know, if, if I'm going to do X, Y, Z, what would that look like? Yeah. You know, I like to try my best to think through a workflow before I go to put stuff on mm -hmm. paper. Mm -hmm. uh, ideas spend a lot of time between my ears before they come out of my fingers. Yeah. Uh, and, and I will purposefully not draw things until they become intrusive thoughts. Okay. Because then I know when I can't stand it being in my head anymore that it, it's time to draw it. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so when you're thinking these, uh, when you're, Going over these thoughts, you you said you take notes and you do occasionally, kind of yeah. The, the when you're washing dishes or whatever you say. Yeah, if if I'm taking notes, it's to have a baseline for the idea. Like mm -hmm. this is the idea, and then I will tweak it for however long until I feel okay. like I've come to it, this point. Where yeah, I and then draw. it comes out after all the tweaking. Um, it, yeah, in your mind. It's either I get it to a place where I'm comfortable with this is what I want to express, this uh -huh. is the form factor, and this is how I want to achieve it, mm -hmm. or it's like, oh my God, leave me alone, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, and, yeah. and there's no in between. Right. It's okay. either this is so bothersome of an idea, I need to exercise it, I need to draw it, I need to write about it, I need to do whatever, mm -hmm. or... I've spent time crafting this in my mind and now I'm ready to present it. I, I saw something that you'd done and I think it was on Facebook and you said that it was uh, something like, I'm supposed to be okay with this. And it was something that you oh, just had to express. That's the most recent painting I yes, did. Yes. What was that? So, Tell me about that. That's um, interesting. I have this general frustration about living in Western society and all of the things that are happening in Western society right now, the thing that the, the genesis of this idea, <laughs> the genesis of this idea is that I wanted to list all of the, uh, the crises, all of the pandemics, all mm -hmm. of the systemic and endemic problems <laughs> that we have in society living in this privileged culture that we have like mm -hmm. if we didn't live in such a privileged culture we wouldn't have the problems that we have you know mm -hmm. the first world problem yeah 
And these problems are really complex and there's no direct solution to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like asking somebody how they would end world hunger. Like there's no solid one right, right answer. Right. So there's no clear cut path to the solution to all these problems. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're having all of these problems at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what are you just, what are you going to do? You're just going to walk around like none of this shit exists? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to like carry some generalized frustration that you're living in a society mm-hmm. that either, either is apathetic or ignorant mm-hmm. to how to solve or lessen these problems? Uh-huh. So black background... Uh, high contrast matte red paint with uh-huh. the list of issues that are randomly written around the thing yeah. with a really uneasy, queasy looking smiley face. Mm-hmm. And then the message that I, the, the, the point of contention that I put across in this message is, and we're just supposed to be okay with this. Okay what with the it, fuck? Yeah. yeah. Um, like a lot of people go through their day. If, if you're not like an activist 100% with your time and energy, most people are going about their day acting like these things don't exist. And I'm mm-hmm. guilty. Uh, I'm going to say you're guilty. I most am. of us are guilty. Yeah. And that's just part of how we have to operate in society because we can't sit at home all day being really uh, puny about, you know, uh, the housing crisis that we're uh-huh. all living in right now. You right, know, a right. lot of us got to get up and go to work and make sure we got a damn house to come home to. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I feel that there's a inherent tension in that existence and I didn't know how to deal with it mm-hmm. other than to put it into picture. Okay. And that's what I'm good at as an artist, putting things in pictures. Good. Okay, and yeah. normally I don't do, um, societal or political or you know that that Mm -hmm. realm of context yeah because normally i do these really fantastical bright colorful really abstract things Mm -hmm. that are joyous in my opinion or 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 aesthetically pleasing or you know Uh you know the positive end of the spectrum right and and don't really highlight a lot of negative aspects of society Uh so this that was a start of a series that highlights uh, tensions that I have about existing in the society that we share. Yeah. And I, it's far and removed from my, my style as mm-hmm. something that I've, you know, actively worked for and developed, you know, my surrealist psychedelic style mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm really proud of. Uh-huh. But that is not the way I need to express these thoughts and tensions and emotions. These are raw. These are real. These are mm-hmm. things that I feel on a daily basis that mm-hmm. I generally don't give myself an avenue to speak on. Okay. And it feels really good to do that. Good. So that really that struck me when I looked at that. I was like, I'm supposed to be okay with this, and I was like, Are we? Yeah, that's 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 what I'm I want. supposed to be okay. Well, well I'm not. And but, yeah. and that's the catalyst because I'm not okay with yeah. it, and I'm not okay that these things exist. But at some point, I have to go take care of business and mm-hmm. be me in the professional manner that I am in uh-huh. the society that I live in, and. You know, grease the wheels, so right, to speak. Right. But, you know, at the same time, there's this tension about the things that are, you know, greater than myself. I don't have direct control over. Right. Circumstances of our existence inside this society that really uh-huh. bother me. Yeah. So I feel you. So that, that was the start of that. And that's going to be a series. I don't know how long. I don't know how many pieces. Okay. I just know they're going to be big because they demand attention. I would as, be excited to see all that. That um, sounds like a good series. I will display them separately from the rest of my art when this series is done. Okay. Because it's not, like, stylistically, it's not the same. Uh, right. Idealistically, it's not the same. Okay. But 
it's it's probably going to be four or five pieces. Great. And this okay. is honestly the first time I've talked about it in public or oh. in this format. Uh, I've mm -hmm. talked about it with some friends of mine that are all for it and other creative people that I really respect. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, everybody, I'm going to do a series of uh, large paintings as far as I'm concerned where... Um, I lay out my frustrations with Western society and how we live in it. That's the way to do it, though. That's a the, do it creative. Do That's it the only way production. I know how to do it. That's good. Trust me. <laughs> there are a lot of different ways to do that. You're you're doing good. Well, you know, just uh, I mean, just you know, I don't want to go into too much detail, but a lot of people just express themselves completely wrong these days. Yeah, the internet's funny. Well, uh, I'm not even talking about that. I mean, just you know, things people do. You know, don't don't even do that. You know? Yeah. And I don't want to go into detail, but, you know, man, just tone it down a little. There, there are... Um, I mean, the violence. I'm talking about violence, you know? You just step off a bit. Just, you know, <laughs> don't do that shit. I'm not, I'm not going to be... But I guess people feel that strongly. People are really passionate. Violence is not going to be the first thing I advocate for in any mm -hmm. general situation. Uh -huh. And I'm pretty passive of a person myself. Yeah. But time and place. Mm-hmm. So be it, you mm -hmm. know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say violence is the best, best answer to the problem, but sometimes that's the only answer well, and, yeah, and I'm I, not going to sit here and say that it isn't mm -hmm. because okay. there are times you speak freely here. You're good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's some tensions I'm willing to express in a manner. I just like that you're expressing it creatively and you know, well, I, mean, I, I, I admire that. I really do. I don't know how else to do it. And, and in a way that's healthful for me. Uh, I know that my artistic practice is a thing that is, that is healthful for me and how I express and how I choose to use the tools that I have. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that a lot of other people are familiar enough with their creative process that that is how they choose to do certain things because mm -hmm. they know that's a, a, a healthful avenue for them. Yeah. Um, that, that's also something I want to kind of highlight with this because there, there are lots of negative expression outlets mm -hmm. that don't do anybody any good, mm -hmm. uh, like the violence at times yeah. as an example. But if I can take a 20 by 30 piece of canvas and put it on a wall, or I'm going to do some that are like four by six, like they're going to get uh -huh. big and I don't <laughs> normally work that big, mm -hmm. but I think that some of the issues that I'm going to be putting on the paper, so to speak here, demand that space mm -hmm. because they're not bullshit issues. Right. They demand more than that really. <laughs> more space, but you know, yeah. Uh, that's, I, I'm not going to make anything bigger than I can't fit in my car. Well, so you there's what that. you want to. So I'm, I'm really, I admire you for that. Well, thank you. Just for expressing that the uh, way you are. But, uh, you know, some of, some of these issues demand attention mm -hmm. and when you paint big paintings, they demand attention. Yeah, and, that's and, true. and that's a parallel that I'm going to, use hopefully to my advantage okay um, great in this expression great okay but enough about me <laughs> oh, it's okay. uh, we're just talking. <laughs> that was interesting i can't wait to see that but um if if, if we're going to be like super honest about it uh -huh. uh, i was talking to a good friend of mine about these pieces because she'll ask me you know what i got cooking up because mm -hmm. she, she's a big supporter of me mm -hmm. shout out kt wiles um <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this piece. It's going to be about this and that. And I like the first time I actually put it, you know, wrote it in a message on my phone to someone that I respect. 
I was like, you know, I'm going to give myself an avenue to let these frustrations out because this is not something I normally talk about or express mm-hmm. or, you know, put into my creative sphere. And I cried a little bit. You know, I shed mm-hmm. a tear because I was just like, damn, that felt good to say. Uh-huh. And I know that I'm on the right track when I vocalize things or set intention to them and then me myself have that reaction to my own expression so i know Mm -hmm. there's some something to dig at there yeah so that that's how i know for me this is a good avenue to walk down good okay great it works so i'm gonna do it i'm gonna chase that rabbit do it yeah that's awesome so we are at an hour and 39 minutes. How long is that in an hour and 30? It's 69 minute? minutes. Okay. And uh, I'm bad at math. That's, that's, um, that's normally where, no, 99 minutes, 99 minutes. See, I'm, I'm bad. I don't know where we are. Where, where are we? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> as far as anybody on the other side of this wire is concerned, we are uh, ephemeral and out yeah, in the internet. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay with me. I'm just um, enjoying myself now. Yeah. I'm not as nervous now. I don't feel, well, I good. feel good. We, we got an hour and a half into this and now Great. we're comfortable. Uh, yeah. So what now, now I'm trying to think of other questions that I normally have in my, in I my, did want to talk about the illness I have. Well, Can go. I yeah, yeah, of course. So I deal with schizophrenia and I, I don't know if a lot of people think I harp on that, but you know, I, it's when it's, when you deal with it. Well, this is the first time outside of this conversation that, uh, well, I haven't heard you mm-hmm. say anything about it yet. So if you are well, not it, you, but I mean, other people I've talked to in my life, okay. I just, if they listen, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's just, a, it's a thing I deal with. So, uh, I would just like more, I guess, you know, the way p- some people look at it, I don't think they really understand how it, how it is. Um, I didn't, I didn't ask to be this way. Um, definitely no one has to be here at all. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a mental illness where I, sometimes it just doesn't seem real. Nothing seems real. I don't even know that I'm existing really. And it's hard to explain, but I feel like when I uh, deal with this, it, maybe this, my art is how it comes through in the distortion. Like, I don't know how to explain it, you know? Well, uh, if we can relate it to an artistic context, does yeah, it, let's do does that. it um, influence your art in any yeah, way, like definitely. directly? Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> as far as like um, how I distort things, I have had episodes where I've I, I'm not a big visual hallucinator, but I hear some things. But visual hallucinations are a thing. Someone with schizophrenia can sometimes. Suffer yes, from. yes, they can deal with that. Um, I have mostly auditory hallucinations when I have them, and I don't have them often because I'm on good medication. But um, yeah, just the the way that the distortion comes through with that, like when you hear something and you know it's not really there, but it's the sound comes from outside your ears. So, you know, it's not in your head. It's not like I'm hearing this in my head. It's like, it's, it sounds outside. So it's like, it's honestly there, but at the same time, I know it's not real. Now I get confused and the distortion is something I try and get across in my art. Does that make any yeah, sense? It does. It definitely does. Now, are there specific types of sounds that you auditory hallucinate or is it just, you know, that whatever that just was, wasn't an actual It's usually sound. voices. And for a lot of people, it's that, but a lot, a lot of times for me, it's actually singing and it's a positive thing. And I feel euphoria with it. <clears throat> so it's not like necessarily voices telling me what to do or to do something bad. 
It's just um, something off over there that you. It could be happen. in the air conditioning. Like I hear the air conditioner, but within the air conditioner, the sound of that, there are voices singing to me, hmm. and it goes with the air conditioner. I don't know how else to explain <laughs> this. I really don't. <clears throat> but that is what I experience, and I I guess that kind of maybe I it's a gift kind of because that comes out. It, it maybe it, I imagine things in a certain way. So have you learned? Uh, this isn't a scary experience for you anymore, is it? Not right now, no. No, I've, I've been through this my whole life, so yeah. no, it's, I'm good. So you've learned that uh, these experiences aren't necessarily bad or negative or scary. Right. But at one point they were? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, when I didn't know what it was, yeah, it was scary. But um, I got, I had a lot of people praying for me. I got the help I needed. I, my parents got me right into counseling when I was a kid. So yeah, I had a lot of help in um just, I think the medication, taking your medication will help. Hmm. A, lot, a lot of people don't like to take their medication. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people have a, uh, what, a stigma about being medicated. A lot of people have a stigma about a lot of things, but yeah. Well, are there, um, are you willing to talk about what kind of therapies uh, help you, you know, growing into a, a, a functional adult? Um, yeah, I mean, well, talking, one thing, talking. I've been, um, what do you call it? Psychotherapy, I guess, since I was 12 or 13. And I've talked since I was 12 in, in therapy. So, uh, but and I hated it most of the time. But, um, you know, really, it's a lot of work you have to go through. It's a process of work. Hmm. I worked through a lot of it and just vocally. And then the art was a big thing. Probably the biggest thing was my art, just having some way to express what I couldn't express any other way. Did you ever do any uh, art-specific therapy, or was it always something you did in your own time? That's always in my own time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no uh, no professional ever was like, hey, we're going to do some art therapy today? No. Okay. No. Unless I just doodled during a session with a therapist, but it was never like, let's do this, and right. you express this or whatever. Okay. Well, as, as um, your, your practice of art still a big part of how you cope? Yeah. 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 It will always be. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I just wish people understood that, you know, I don't mean any harm. Right. I'm not a bad person. I don't mean any harm. I just want to express myself. It's just that shit gets weird sometimes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It does. (laughs) But, you know, I I don't mean for it to. I wish it didn't, but it does. Well, uh, at, at some degree, some of this is beyond your control. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know what to do about it. I mean, right. it's one of those things, you know, when I hear something, I, I can't stop hearing it. Like, any more than you can stop hearing me now. Right. Unless I shut the fuck up. Or I walk I, out of the room. Like, you oh, know, yeah. there, 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 there are things. But with, but, like, with this thing I deal with, I can't, I can't get away from it. You can't get away. It's right. Just, you can't turn it off. Right. It won't turn off. It just has to kind of pass. And mm. there are ways to deal with it to make it pass. And a lot of that is just art therapy and just relaxation. You know, so, meditation, so, uh, stuff like that. You know, staying calm. I have a lot of anxiety. So do you have a, a healthy meditation practice that you really get into? or? Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say meditation so much as I'd say just um, breathing exercises I have that calm me down. And um, just remembering that it's going to be okay. Well, there you go. Well, it's, I, I, sometimes I don't believe it's going to be okay, though. You know? Because who, who believes that all the time? 
Well, I I take refuge in the fact that I know there are certain certain things certain things that I can control. Yeah, and, but the things and, you can't—that's scary shit. But yeah, the, there's a fight or flight reaction in the body that mm-hmm. you can actually control with breathing. Yeah. And I'm learning that recently with my therapist I'm working with, and she's really helpful. So. Just the way you breathe can even like calm you down. It's you're breathing uh, right now. You did it right now. Right now, I'm, I'm, we're went. both breathing right now. Yeah. Uh, no, but, yeah, it's true though. It really just the the way it can influence your body to calm down. You know when you're when you're that anxious. So have you have you worked a lot with your specific mind body connection in this way, or is that? Uh, or, how accustomed to you are? Uh, let me ask this. In a Go ahead. You're fine. How accustomed are you to modifying that connection in a way that is calming to you? If that's um, the grounding exercises and those kind of things, are you really accustomed with those and how you interact with them and how they help you? They're kind of new to me, so okay. no, I'm not. So that's something you're looking forward to, becoming more familiar with. Those <laughs> yeah, things? I would love to. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, in an artistic sense, I think it's really a, a gift. Actually, the, the the illness I deal with is a gift because it, I can see things in a way that maybe I couldn't if I didn't have this. You know, it's something to think about anyway. Do um, Do you ever express gratitude for that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Gratitude uh, to whom? To yourself or two things you cannot control for oh, yeah. giving you the perspective that you have. I feel like it's a blessing. Yeah, actually, um, and without going too much into religion here, it's like I was I was made this way, I feel. That's my belief. I was created this way, and I'm not wrong. I'm not made wrong. Right. I'm just human. So there are things about me that are not nice, but I wasn't. I was created for a purpose, right. and I think everyone was. So I like to emphasize that in my art. Well, there you go. And and that's a helpful practice for you. I think it is, yeah. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, so I, articulating my thoughts mm-hmm. on mental illnesses or chronic illnesses is a funny place for me because I don't have a lot of experience with either of those things mm-hmm. uh, in an artistic context or how I go about my daily life. So that's this, okay. This, uh, it's a bit of a foreign conversation topic for me that's okay um but i'm fully willing to admit that as i just that's did. fine that's but, good but uh i can understand how these things can influence a person's artistic sensibilities mm-hmm. because that's the lens that we're looking at this whole conversation with mm-hmm. and that's uh the context you know the bubble i like to play in for this bit of media so uh-huh. i think i did okay with asking those questions you did um yeah. did um were th- were there any times where this life experience um, made you produce things that you weren't um, happy with or proud of or things yeah. that scared you? <clears throat> um, actually, in my early 20s, um, I made some, I think it on my Facebook, some drawings that had some of the auditory things I'd heard actually written on them. Um, I'm not sure if they're on there or not, but yeah, just expressions of despair and stuff that I didn't really express in a positive way, maybe. Um, but yeah, I definitely okay. yeah. 
So, so they did these things have had a direct influence on your artistic outputs. Yeah. Some, sometimes more so than other times. Yeah. But on the whole, it's an influence on your creative efforts, period. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other um, internal aspects of your person that are, you know, overarching uh, influences on your work? No. No? <laughs> I'm just going to say no. I don't know right now. I just, you know, I'm... Well, maybe they're not apparent to you in this moment. They might not be. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, what I said, I stand by it. So... Okay. That's all I can say. Well, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Making fun of my southern <laughs> So, uh, I think we've found a pretty good spot in this conversation, and I'm really happy about this conversation, and I really this appreciate you have uh, taken the time to sit down and talk Thank with me. Thank you. Um, Thank you. If you will tell people where to find you one more time so they know uh, on the internets. Heck, I didn't know the first time. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Jen, Jen Lizzie is your Instagram. Jen, Jen at, um, at Jen Lizzie Artist. And can they find your other outlets from there, maybe? I have my Etsy shop is linked okay. there. That's all I know. But if you can post that, that would be great. Yeah, like for the, sure. Um, with the other places where I don't remember right now. Yeah, as long as you uh, provide them to me before I, can, I post the episode. That'd be yeah, great. how soon will this be before um, it's That's a great question. Uh, I was thinking about putting it out on Friday. Okay, I'll get that to you tonight if, so I, if that's okay. That would be Friday, the what is today? I don't uh, know. Today, today's I don't the 18th. Know where the hell we are. <laughs> today's the 18th, and 18th, yeah. uh, I guess Friday's the 22nd? What? Days, 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 days. Days yeah. just run together. Uh, the 21st is Friday. Okay. So, yeah, I'll get that stuff to you. I'll get you, and, and you can keep in touch with me. Yeah. Just get me um, any info you need to get me. We'll keep in touch. All right, everybody. This has been an episode of the KAAMP. My name is Thomas Zachary, and I sat down with Jen Lizzie to talk about all the artsy shenanigans. <laughs> and if you would like to support the podcast, you can uh, buy her art. You can buy my art at The Twisted Wrist. You can actually um, tell people that they need to get this shit in their ear holes and let them listen as well. Um, you can also... Um, Donate me monies directly if you so choose. And uh, I promise that's easy. I am a tall, red-headed gentleman with a big old beard. So if you see me in public, you can just wave a $5 bill at me and say it's for the podcast. And I will know exactly what you mean. Um, we've got some good episodes coming up. I'm really happy and excited to present some things to you in the month of February. So just keep a lookout. And um, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, listening to the ads. Thanks for making me some pennies every now and again. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. It's been the KAAMP. Smell you later. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, wait. Did you fart? No! Because I saw on your Facebook the other day that you were talking about nervously no, farting. No, I was, I was going to. <laughs> I decided not to. Are you still recording? Oh, yes, I'm still recording. No, I didn't fart. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!